Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And uh, I've got a guest with me today. We met in a networking group very briefly, and I thought, well, he's going to make a great guest on the program. So Kingsley, welcome. And uh, as I do with all my guests, I'd love you to introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Pleasure to be here with you. Um, yeah, basically, you've got a company called Tomorrow Is Not Today, uh, which is a coaching company working with business professionals, uh, entrepreneurs and their teams. And basically, the company came about because uh, I realized I started initially because I went through divorce and I uh, had three kids who needed some strength and some direction and stability. And, you know, when you when that happens, <laughs> you don't have that. So you have to step up to the plate somehow or other. So I put myself through a whole bunch of learning, training, developing challenges, all sorts of things, learned as much as I could, did as much as I possibly could. Uh, one of the things that I started doing actually was every day I would go and run six rate case uh, near the beach and then I'd go for an ocean swim, uh, not knowing at the time that that was one of the best things I could possibly ever have done. Uh, and that at the time when the mind's going through various phases, I'm sure kept me out of going into serious depression and things like that. Um, and so that really helped. And then from there, just kept learning and developing and uh created this program that now I'm able to help other people through various parts of life and become a better part of themselves as well. Yeah, it's such an interesting, I look, and I just want to start even with the name um, of, of it. I, I love that tomorrow is not today. Um, where did that come from? Um, going through this whole process, I realized that when we're going through life, uh, especially if we're down, we view that as who we are. And then we view the rest of the world like that. If I'm in a bad spot right now, oh, it's never going to get better. Everything's going to be tired. Everything's going to be hard. Work's always going to be hard. Relationships are always going to be hard. There's never going to be enough money. And we view things from that perspective. But everything in life is a cycle, whether you talk about seasons, whether you talk about interest rates, whether you talk about the way the world keeps cycling around and round, the tides come in and out. Everything in life is a cycle, no matter what's happening now, whether it's good or bad, tomorrow is not today. Things are going to get better. It's that simple. And if things are great right now, understand the fact that life's going to happen to us and it's going to hit us somehow. Um, so what we can do now is make sure we are a bigger, better, stronger person to be able to handle that and project our life in the direction we want to go. Yeah, I love that. I mean, th there are so many great exercises um, and I've heard, you know, that, that you can do to try and, I guess, picture what that tomorrow is like, right? It's, it's, it's we, we do get stuck so much in what is immediately in front of us and we see the, you know, the mountain of work and the emails and the bits and pieces that we've got to do in a day-to-day -day basis. And then looking at that and saying, well, if today was 10 years away, what do we want that day to look like? Uh, what do we want to be like? And I think that's such a powerful exercise to do and uh, to get you in that mindset. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and it's really funny because um, one of the interesting things scientifically, uh, everything we do has a scientific background to it, but when people start to feel miserable or depressed or they're not happy with something that's going on, 
quite often they're not actually moving or striving for something. They don't have that vision in their mind. So they're not actually striving towards something. So dopamine is known as the happy hormone, so to speak. Uh, yet a large part of it is actually related to us pushing and striving for something, not allowing something to happen to us. And the healthy part of it is pushing and striving for it. And what happens, this is a great thing, especially for getting up on a Monday morning if you don't want to go to work, going out and doing some exercise and pushing your body and striving towards something, you get a mix of dopamine and you get cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and you put them together. And what it gives you is a bit of happiness and a bit of motivation. And it's, but we don't often don't feel like doing that, especially when it's cold, like it has mm -hmm. been this morning and it's dark when it's time to get up and do it. But you go out and every one of us knows once we do that, we actually feel happier. That's exactly what's going on with our mind. So I always tell people, if you want to be happy on Monday morning and excited about the day, go and do that. It's a great way to start the day. So we're, for those uh, people that are listening to the program, we're actually recording this on a Monday. And uh, this particular Monday uh, differed from my normal ones in that I had to jump in the car and drive from one of our and, and regular followers of mine will know that I'm sort of shifting between a couple of locations and one's in Sydney and one's on the Central Coast. One of the great things we have been doing uh, my wife and I is pushing each other so that normally on a on a Monday morning when I'm not driving, in fact, the mornings that we're here is um, pushing ourselves to get up. We're both late night people rather than early morning people, but getting up early, going to the beach with the dogs for an hour and letting them run around and us going for a walk while, while that's happening. And uh, it's completely changed the way I feel and turn up uh, to work every day. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we're making the move because that just makes such a big difference to the way you show up rather than, you know, the other days where I'm back in Sydney and that doesn't happen for lots of reasons, drag myself out of bed and almost straight into the office. Uh, it's it's not as much fun. Yeah, 100%. And it's um, when I first started doing it, like I mentioned at the beginning, I had no idea that that was actually good for me. I just wanted to do it to try and get over stuff and get through stuff. But then you realise, and you're obviously experiencing it now as well, that the difference that it makes um, there's lots of little things like that that people can do, and some are even littler things that can completely change your outlook and the way you feel and your motivation. Absolutely. Well, well so so I want to delve a little bit deeper. Um, so take me back, um, Kingsley, because this is a path that you've been in and you sort of you know said that part of this came off the back of a divorce. But let's go back to the early days. Um, where did you where did you start your career and where, and how did you get to where you are now? Okay, well, as it's quite varied. I've been had lots of numerous roles, mostly in the area of sales or business ownership, entrepreneurship, that type of thing. Uh, I was actually over in America with a church organization for quite some time doing um, creative arts work, had a band and traveled and sung and um, did a lot of youth work over there as well in that area. Um, did a lot of helping of homeless people or people in you know very low areas and, and that type of work as well. And then moved back to Australia, been in real estate for a while, uh, was on radio as a breakfast host and um, did some more sales and that sort of thing there. Uh, so it's been quite a varied career around the place. Always loved helping people and doing that sort of thing. Um, and I think then getting out of, uh, after going through divorce, I had a business I just started that just wasn't happening. So I went back, 
uh, and started working in, in real estate again and did uh, did that quite well till I started a, a business. Um, I love that um, that helping people, that line that sort of goes through in everything you've, you've clearly done. Um, I want to pick you out on one thing, though. Um, uh, bands, music, um, t- tell, me, tell us a little bit more about that. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of trying to picture the younger Kingsley with long hair and, and rocking it out. Is that what it was? Or what, t- tell me a little bit more about the music side of things. Pretty much. Pretty much. So we would go to uh, youth camps, travel around uh, America and just play and sing at, at youth camps and do that sort of thing. Um, did a work with a few, uh, a bit of work with them in that way as well. I brought a team, a band over, plus some other people doing um, drama and that sort of thing. And we did, did a bit of a tour of Australia as well, uh, down through, went to a lot of schools, a lot of youth groups, uh, a lot of places like that. Uh, as part of the band, yeah, the, definitely longer hair um and a few other things along that line as well (laughs) (laughs) do you still do you still sing and perform occasionally uh a little bit not not very much it's not something i've done much for a while i i do miss it i must say uh i do it a little bit though but not nowhere near as much as what it was back then that's for sure so tell tell the truth how do the kids react when you do uh now they're good they're good uh it's really funny actually because for the first time since my i got a my youngest son he's 16 and um, for the first time, he'd seen me sing probably since he could actually remember anything on stage. And he was actually he's like, oh, you can actually sing because <laughs> he'd heard about it. And he's like, no way you can. So uh, that was actually good to get that response from your 16-year-old son, that's for sure. I've got completely the opposite because both my daughters can really sing and that's what they do. And uh, if they hear me sing, no, Dad, please just stop. <laughs> um, so the, the, the constant threat of, of getting on stage to do a duet with them is not something that's met with any uh, anything that um, resembles something that they want to do, that's for sure. But but I know we we also share probably a bit of a passion for radio because, um, you know, my background like yours, I spent some time in radio. So, so tell me a little bit about that and what you were doing there. Yeah, so... Uh... At a radio station called Juice 107.3, which is on the Gold, Sto- Gold Coast, it's a community radio station, very much along the same lines and values and that sort of thing. And basically, yeah, so I did uh, work with some other people and then did the breakfast fo- breakfast show for probably three years uh, on there uh, at, at Juice as well. Yeah, I look. I love radio. It's a real, always been a passion of mine, and something that. Um, and I and I think that it's 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 interesting, really. I mean, we've got some similarities in our in our uh, backgrounds and things in the kind of helping and support in different ways, although the music is slightly different. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, tell tell me about as well about dealing with homeless people and things in 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 that kind of area because that's a really confronting space to be in in many respects particularly in the US where where you were, where you were doing that that's that's a um it, it's a it's a big issue um there and perhaps not that it's not a big issue in Australia because it is but it's perhaps a little bit more public facing um there than it is here yeah i think it's one of those things that people don't understand too much uh, and it's getting it's getting more um, I guess airtime in some respects as far as that goes but people um, quite often look at homeless people and put them down as they're you know they're not worthy to be the with the rest of us but that's just not it's just not the case 
Um, and the fact is, is a lot of people that unfortunately life can happen to any of us. There are a bunch of people who have been incredibly sex successful in life uh, who end up in that place and not necessarily for any fault of their own, but it can take you there and that can be for a number of issues. And it's very easy for a lot of people to say, well, they should make a decision, go out and get a job. But it's, it's not like that. It's, it's not we can't view people from that. And we tend to view people, this is part of the whole tomorrow is not today thing. We view things from where we are and where we think things should be. But the reality is you have no idea what's going on with that person, no idea what's gone on with that person, where they've come from, what they've faced, how they faced it. And even if we went through the same situation, is it a fact of, um, would we be able to handle it as well as maybe they actually have, that they are still here today? Um, and I think people who can actually be there, and they, to me, you look at them, they're fighting. Yeah. They're keeping on fighting for life. And if we view them with respect, with decency and understand who they are and help them to be a better person, that's a much better thing than just bypassing and letting it go. Yeah, and I think the whole idea that you can just throw money at it as well is a misnomer. Uh, there's yeah. so much. There's so much more to it, and 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 you're right. I mean, it's it, it, it's so applicable to to everybody. I mean, I think we've all been in conversations, and and they can be innocent or more serious conversations, where there's three or four people around, and one person speaking. And yet the perception of the three or four people can be completely different of what that conversation, you know, how that the tone of the conversation and the implications of a conversation, because it's all about where our mindset is at, um, our own experiences and things. Um, you know, I often relay to, to people and saying, look, if you, if you picture an image even of someone walking down the street and they see a flower, they stop and then they move on. There are so many different interpretations of what that simple scenario could be. The person mm. could, could be looking at the flower and saying, oh, no, it's hay fever sneezing again. Uh, you know, it could be someone that that go that looks at it and goes, I better get out of here quick because there's bees. It could be someone admiring the flower. It could be someone that gets triggered for a memory for a particular flower. You know, there's, there's, there's a whole series of different things that could happen. And yet we could just be sitting there and going, well, it's just someone stopping and looking at a flower. And, and I think that's a really important thing that we're all a product of our own experiences and the own things that are going on, whether it's in our past or in our, you know, our immediate uh, surrounds. And that just changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a guy, I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not, Darman is his name, and he puts out a lot of... Um, things on social media and you could look him up d-h-a-r-m-a-n-n and he does a lot of short skits they're not professional at all but they're short skits and he points out a lot of these things how we view people versus how they actually really are and when you find out the backstory and what they're doing and how they're helping people and it's really really interesting to to be able to look at something not from your perspective but from a completely different perspective uh, and as much as I don't do it all the time, I try to to go, okay, let me understand where you're coming from. And I think one of the biggest things as well is, um, is people, if we can learn to appreciate what we have, 
and appreciate even the little things, whether it's something as simple as I've got a house to live in. I've got a car to go to work in. In fact, we got up this morning. A lot of people didn't. Mm. Little things like that. We live in an amazing country. We can go outside and breathe fresh air uh, in any part of this country. Um, so it, it's really one of those things. Appreciation helps you not helps us not be so judgmental towards other people, yeah. and helps appreciate life better as well. So I, I want to get into the coaching side of things of what you're doing in a moment, but uh, I wanted to just ask you as well. I mean, you 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 talked about earlier on that the the setting up the business came as a result of of a divorce. Um, talk to me about you know, what you were doing immediately before and that kind of realisation then that this was something new that you could create and needed to create? During, uh, before creating the business? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I've got another business that I run. It's a marketing company. Um, so in the digital space, so I'm running that at the moment. But over the years, um, I, got, I was in real estate and uh, the marketing company in the digital space was sort of where I, I focused that on because I could see a big need in there. So just constantly developing and growing. And I went do it, did a thing called the 75 Hard Challenge, uh, which is where I think is really what gave me the impetus to, you know what, I need to make this happen. I need to get this out there. Because um, at the end of that challenge, it's 75 days is it, hard because it's actually goes for 75 days and it's hard to do. Uh, a lot of people try and fail and there's different aspects to it. Um, and I did fail on uh, one or two of the follow-on aspects of it and had to go back and redo them again. Um, but in, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, what have I learned? If I'm going to spend 75 days and this much time and effort and inconvenience, what am I going to do? Uh, I've got to have learned something from this. So I, what I did is I just did a Facebook Live on what I the 10 top things that I felt I'd learned going from number 10 through to number one. Um, and as we mentioned before, mindset is such a big thing and mindset was number one on that. And I just did that and then I, I recorded it and then I turned it into a book. Uh, and out of that book and part of my learning and growing and developing to be a better person as far as I wanted to be developing my business and then uh, developing how can I help other people. So all of the things that I'd learnt over years and years and years, I put into, A, I've got these 10 precepts uh, in the book, and then I put this other, what I call a, the ultimate tomorrow journal, uh, or the ultimate tomorrow roadmap it is, uh, where it takes everything about having the goal where you want to go, your habits, your systems, um, making sure you're focused and you're productive, making sure your physical, mental health is all there and all this sort of stuff into one little package book. Um, and that's that's how that all came about. And and so then tell me about, um, you know, divorce is such a difficult thing. Um, was there a kind of, because I've heard, I've heard a couple of stories of this sort of thing happening in the past with other people whereby they utilize their own skill set to create a clearer pathway for themselves and their family to get through that situation and then realize that what they've created is something that other people could utilize as well. Is that sort of the similar sort of journey of where you've, of how that sort of came about? Yeah, I think it probably was because everything that I was learning and growing and developing and that sort of thing, originally with, with the coaching side of things, it was meant to be a personal 
side of things. That's how it started. But as we started doing it and working with business people, we noticed we're getting amazing business results out of it, which then had an overflow effect on their personal life. And I'm like, oh, this is exactly the opposite of what I was expecting. And then I had a few people say, hey, what you're doing is needed in the corporate space. Have you thought about doing for corporate? So I spent the next two or three months interviewing probably 20 people and talking to them about the concept, the idea, what it was, what it should do and how to put it together and all that sort of thing. These are all professionals, um, business coaches, accountants, lawyers, uh, entrepreneurs, all these types of people who, you know, if that's where I'm going to go, uh, they're the people I need to listen to. Um, and just a resounding yes to do the, the same thing. Uh, so that's where we headed and turned it, spent the next probably three, four, five months turning it into a actual corporate um, coaching packages, uh, the way we do things. And that's where your focus is now, isn't it? It's more in that, in that corporate sector? Yeah, very much, very much. We still do work with people individually, uh, but it's probably business professionals who want to, um, strangely enough, the idea obviously was to help people who have been through stuff and deal with that. Um, but I've got people saying, hey, I'm at this level and they're doing really well, uh, but they're like, I want to improve myself. I love what you've got. I want to take that and take me up to a whole new level again, which is really exciting to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that that definition of going through stuff is it depends on what the stuff is, right? Sometimes it's just going through your own stuff in order to get you to the next level versus yeah. there's some serious stuff going on that, um, you, that that one has to deal with in personal lives and things as well. And there's always that crossover, isn't there? I mean, it's it's that those days of, um, you know, going to work and just thinking you could somehow put up, um, you know, a wall between personal and private, just it's just too hard, isn't it? To, and 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 it's not... It's, it doesn't really work. No, you can push something down for a little a little while, but it's not going to stay there for long. And you're, you're right, exactly what you said. It just doesn't work. Uh, it's going to, whatever is there is going to happen. I always say um, whatever's not dealt with is going to come back and haunt you. And we see a lot of people go through, through life um, and they don't deal with things. They'll push it down and they'll pretend it's okay and they'll move on. And it might be five, 10, 20 years later, then out of the out of the blue, just something whacks them, knocks them sideways, and they have no idea why, or no one else can understand why. But the reality is it hasn't been dealt with back here. Uh, and if it's not dealt with, it is going to come back and haunt you sooner or later. It's not mm -hmm. a matter of will it, it's a matter of it definitely will. Um, I know we've, we've almost out of time, but I wanted to ask you a question that... Um, I, th I think is, is one that I like to try and fire at most of my guests because I find this really interesting in how people respond. Um, when you've got clients, is there a realisation where they suddenly go, oh, this is actually the reason why I've, you know, I've, I've used your services and, why you, and by the same token, that realisation is something that you wish a whole lot of other people would realise right now so that you're going to get a whole lot more clients. So what's that What's that kind of a heart moment that you think clients have that you wish more people knew about? Yeah, no, 100%. That, that happens every time, without a doubt. Um, I know it probably sounds a bit braggadocious to say that, but it's true. And usually when it happens is where, like we mentioned, um, I think when we were chatting before the podcast, that we deal with things on a physical level first 
um, rather than go mindset first. And the reason is once we start dealing with that, all of a sudden these people will go, oh, that's why I do this or that's why I don't do that. Oh, that's why I've been feeling like this or I couldn't sleep and it was, it's been because of this and their own revelations come to themselves. And when that happens, um, that's when they can make changes in themselves. And that's, I think, when that's what I would wish people could realise, that if they just do a couple of things, and I put it all over social media, all over LinkedIn constantly, some things that people can do. Um, but if they just do a few of these things, and as soon as people do it, um, the longest I think it's ever taken anybody is about two weeks until they get into this point of, bang, I know why I'm doing this now. I've got to make this happen. Fantastic. I, I, I love that, that it's uh, that they get some realisation fairly early on in the in the piece. And, um, you know, uh, thank you for being a great guest on the program. We've run out of time, but I, I want to encourage people to make contact with you. And we're certainly going to include in our show notes all the details for Kingsley and how to find his website and connect with him on LinkedIn and follow him as well as well as any other uh, uh, ways and means, there'll be some stuff in that show notes. So everyone pay attention to that. And you can see that on my website in particular is where all of that information will be. Kingsley, thank you so much for being part of, of BizBytes and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Anthony. Pleasure to be here. We look forward to keeping everyone company again in future episodes. Stay tuned for more BizBytes. BizBytes is brought to you by ComTogether for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.